0: This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along
1: to another episode of Double Tap for Wednesday, the 11th of January 2023. And today we're joined by a special guest to talk all about how artificial intelligence could take over (gasps) audiobooks next.
0: (laughs) You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now here's your hosts Stephen Scott and Sean Priest.
1: Hey Sean Priest, how are you? I am beautiful, thank you. Stephen Scott, how are you? Oh, do you know, I'm not bad. I will say though, mm. I'm kind of uh, disappointed uh, in the fact that the UK can't even get a rocket into space. Uh, well, this country is absolutely useless. Can
2: we move are- to Canada? Dare you, sir? No, no, no! Firing a rocket off the back of a jumbo
1: jet—that's the British way. I like it. Yes, it didn't work. Of course not. No, because th- why? W- how would that even work? I mean, come and on! It- oh, yeah. So this is the new idea. Do you know what that sounds like? It sounds like something I'd cook up. Why don't they just stick the rocket on the bottom of an airplane, and then when the airplane gets high enough, just drop it and see what happens? Well, considering it's
2: from the same company that provides my internet, which by last night was (laughs) driving me crazy because it kept dropping and the kids were going crazy, uh, yes, I can see why it didn't work.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah, internet providers are generally terrible people as well. Okay, glad we sorted all that out. Um, Listen, today on the show, we are joined by a very special guest, the one and only...
3: Red Sail, host of My Life and Books on AMI-audio. Hey, Reds! Hi, guys. Gosh, your signature tune is so much more funky than mine. <laughs> we are funky, Red. What can I say? It is yeah. rather
1: funky, isn't it? It's got that kind of, you know, that nice kind of... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got that kind of... Diddly-de-de. You guys strut. Well, I don't intend <laughs> to. It's just the way I walk. <laughs> oh, right. it's good to have you on. Uh, so today we wanted to get you, I was so keen to get you on the show today. I was actually wanting to get you on anyway to talk about this subject. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like out of nowhere, came this story. That was a sound effect, by the way. Um, of nowhere. Of nowhere. <laughs> I'm like that guy from Police Academy. Uh, but yeah, so out of nowhere, this story appears last week about artificial intelligence and audiobooks. And interestingly, you had been on to double tap tv you me mark and ramia uh, i'm Nathan, of course from kelly and ramia on ami audio by the way show sounding great guys brand new show on ami yes. audio on ami tv if you haven't checked i what's wrong with you anyway I'm glad we got well on done. That. that's a way
2: to bring the uh, viewers in well done stephen scott <laughs> what's what's wrong wrong with why are you not
1: watching these things why are you not listening to this these people are putting a lot of work in you know unlike you know sean and i uh so anyway Uh, Yes, uh, Rami was on the show with you and we were discussing this. We were talking about artificial intelligence and voices that can be essentially created for audiobooks. Now, remind me, Red, were you
3: a fan or were you not a fan? It's tricky. There's a a lot of books out there that have never been recorded as audiobooks and I would, of course, like to have access to them in any way, shape or form. So, yeah, the artificial voice is... All right. However, I much, much prefer a human narrator. I have to listen to Jaws all the time. I need a little bit of intonation, a little bit of life in voices. Mm,
1: Well, that's the the interesting bit about all this. So uh, we have a special report here from a friend of the show, Thomas Domville, also known online as Anonymous. And uh, you might know Thomas from the work he's done with AppleViz and other places, and of course, his own podcast as well. Well, Thomas got in touch to share this story with us. This is the news that Apple have started to include artificial intelligence voices in their
4: audiobooks. This is really interesting. Thomas has the story. Apple announced something for writers out there that create books and not are able to afford their own voiceover audio narrator for their books. So in other words, if they want to make an audio book, um, Apple is now offering a service for writers that introduce something called A.I narration. So they're using artificial intelligence. So yes, they're using some sort of a form of a TTS by Apple that will take their written book and put into audiobooks for writers to put out and sell to people like us on Apple Books, which I thought was interesting. But what I'm really interested in are these voices that they're using to create these audiobooks. But first, I'm going to show you how to get to those books that have AI narration for you to look and hear for yourself. And then I'm going to give you a preview, an example of the two voices that they're using, Jackson and Madison. So as simple as getting the Apple Books. So the Apple Books is an app on the Mac or your phone. So get that out. Open it up. The bottom right-hand corner of the phone should be the search button. Tab bar.
5: Selected. Search. Tab. 505. Five.
4: Make sure it's selected. If it's not, just do a one-figure double-tap, and then go to the top, and then do a search for AI narration.
5: AI narration. Search field.
4: Double and once tap you edit. do a search, you should see all the books that have or contain AI narration for their books. So go to the right. Cancel.
5: Button all. button books. But books. Shelter from the Storm by Kristen Etheridge. Audiobook, Shelter from the Storm, Kristen Etheridge. So
4: here's the first book, for example, here. So if you double tap that,
5: you
4: can review the books itself. And what we're looking for is the preview button. But before we get there, I want to show you the narrator area. And that should be listed as Apple Books. And I'll go to the right.
5: Book one, Port Providence, Hurricane Hope. Shelter from the Storm, heading. Author Kristen Etheridge, narrated by Apple Books.
4: There it is, narrated by Apple Books. If you double tap this, narrated by Alert, narrated by Apple Books, now you'll hear what voice they chose to do their audiobook. So the writers get to choose which voice they want.
5: This audiobook features Madison, a digital voice based on a human narrator.
4: All right, so this writer decided to take Madison.
5: Okay, button.
4: Double tap okay.
5: Book one, Port Providence, Hurricane Hope. Button. Now if you go
4: to the right here.
5: Shelter from the storm. Author. Kristen Etheridge. Narrated by Apple Books. Five stars. Gift. Dimmed. More actions. Button. Get. Button. Want to read? Off. Button. Right.
4: To the right of this. Preview. Button. It's the preview button. Just do one finger double tap that and you will be able to hear the voice and a small snippet from that particular book. So with that, I'm going to introduce you the first book that contains the Jackson voice. So here is Jackson as an example.
5: Dawson's Hill offers one of the most spectacular views over London. Sightseers often come at night to see the lights of the iconic buildings in the city center. Shining out into the dark sky. From the summit of the hill, the nature reserve is noted for its uninterrupted vista of the famous landmarks, for those who have discovered its little-known special bonus. Yet impressive as it was, Zana and me weren't there to see the sights. Far from it. Stretching out in front of us. Undefended and vulnerable. London had no idea of the menace about to arrive on its streets. There was only one way to halt the relentless path of destruction.
4: And now here is Madison as an example.
0: She tugged on a pulley at the end of the greenhouse and opened a 2x2 flap on the end wall. The vents had been Danielle's idea when she put the structure together. She'd installed one vent at each end to catch the gentle breezes that swept through the valley. The Berkshires, they're Timothy's parents, aren't they? That's right. Really nice people. Did you ask them about Timothy? Allison forced herself to look her friend in the eye. About where he is now? I didn't have to ask. They were eager to tell me all about him. He's in Vancouver and doing well.
4: Now, I am curious from you guys, would you purchase an audiobook from Apple Books that contains a non-human person but generated by TTS?
1: Well, there we go. Uh, First off, thank you so much to Thomas Donville for uh, creating that report for us and researching those voices as well. Um, I want to go straight to you on this, Red, because, uh, you know, these voices sound quite different to me from the text-to-speech voices you might think about when you get the sense of listening to an audiobook in that way. What's your initial thoughts there?
3: They are very, very good. I am currently listening to an audiobook read by a professional narrator and it is much less good than either of those that is I'm really quite knocked out by both of those that uh, good intonation little spaces between words and clauses um yeah I mean on a (laughs) on a blind listen I don't think I would have actually Pick those up as being artificial voices. They are very, very good, and I think we have just heard the future. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: wow! I totally agree.
2: Uh, absolutely amazing. Now we have covered this story before, or a similar story. The Apple are just joining uh, 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 a few companies that have already started to offer this service. So this actual the AI narrator uh, concept isn't new. But from Apple, it is, obviously. And I've got to say, the way they're doing it does sound really good. There is a bit of a caveat. I'm I'm with Red, though. Uh, uh, Let's take um, Harry Potter. For some reason, I'm suddenly listening to Harry Potter at the minute. And it's read by Stephen Fry here in the UK. Are you a 15-year-old girl? You know what? Yes, I am. I'm loving it. I'm halfway through the Half-Blood Prince. Uh, Amazing. Anyway, um... Yes, it was used to send me to sleep, but I've actually suddenly got interested. Shut up, shut up. But the point is, Stephen Fry does all these different voices, does the different accents, and it really brings it to life Mm, and it really drags you in. And that's the difference. But on the flip side of that, if we're talking about a book where maybe there isn't enough, I don't know, interest or oomph or weight behind the author, where it's not going to be an audiobook if it's not AI narrated... Then, you know, what's the other option? You get your screen reader to read uh, an audio book. I've used a screen reader to read like Kindle books in the past. And it's, it's a nightmare, let's be honest. You can That stand will send it. you
3: to sleep. Yeah. A- a- exactly
2: yeah. right. It's really difficult. Mm. One of those AI narrators, I mean, I, I think it's very good.
3: Yeah, it's interesting. Both those books sounded like either first-person narratives or single narrator narratives, and I agree. I think if you've got multi-character books uh, told from um, multiple points of view, that is going to be more tricky, and I suspect that the easier way for AI to tackle that is actually to switch between different narrator voices. And that's a big debate in the audiobook world. You know, do you have multiple narrators? Yeah, you know, for a book like Case Study, which we featured on My Life in Books recently, which has a male and a female narrator, that makes total sense to have a male and a female narrator. But it really grates if you've got a book told from six or seven different points of view and it sounds more like a play, um, which I think a lot of audiobook purists would kick up a fuss at. That said, early days yet, I'm sure they're going to be able to get a bit of different intonation between characters from the same AI narrator's voice. I'd like to hear how it deals with humor, because humor is one of the big bugbears that I find are authors are saying that you know the narrator doesn't always pick up the humor in a book or let's a a joke just go straight by um, a humor is something that we tend to spot as human beings will a will an ai spot the the joke sitting in the middle of the page
1: it's certainly getting better at doing that Ooh. but i think at the moment what you're finding is and there was a project i remember Sean we talked about a while back which did exactly that. It actually was a, a kind of almost like a radio play that had been done entirely in AI. And yeah. the voice was able to, you know, convey all kinds of emotion. Mm. I think in one scene, the woman was shouting and then the man shouted back. And the, the, you would believe if you, you know, just to the untrained ear, just passing, just passively, you would think, oh, that's a, that's a radio play. That's actors. But actually the whole thing was artificial. And and they when digging into the technology, what they had to do was tweak every single part of the word, of the voice, to tell the voice to do that. And, you know, uh-huh. almost you know, it's like the the idea of the the recording studio with you know all those little sliders they have in the recording studio <laughs> with the bank of them, you push up the anger button, you know, push the slide that up and you go <laughs> you know. That's that's almost what it what it's like at the moment. And it is marking something that's really interesting. We're seeing such a move forward with artificial intelligence. And this year, it really is the year of AI. And perhaps more, we've seen that. I mean, end of last year, we saw this whole chat, open AI project where you can essentially have a conversation with the AI robot. Now, this is turning into voice. You can see how, you know, where, you know, where we're at at the moment, you know, where will we be in five years? <sighs>
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's why I said we've seen the future. I don't think you'll ever take the human element out entirely. I think you're right that audiobook producers, even if they're dealing with AIs rather than professional narrators, are still going to be there at their desks tweaking what is coming through the microphone. But yeah, I mean narrators, I think, might be a little bit worried at this news.
1: Well, yeah, that's that's the problem, though, isn't it, guys? I mean, let's be honest. That's the issue that we are in a situation now where we're seeing how this AI can take over our roles. Thankfully, as I've said on this show before, thankfully they're not programming AI for stupid. So we're fine, Sean. Yet. Yes. <laughs> we that, are fine. They'll get
2: there. Artificial idiots, that's what we need. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, well, again, we've talked about AI being used for audio description services as well, mm. um, mm-hmm. which actually I think is is far less of a challenge than it is for an audiobook. book. It's, it's very well for us to listen to a short clip and say, you know what, I'm blown away by that. Um, but try it for 16 hours and see if it starts to grate then. I mean, it, it is... The proof's in the pudding, really. I did notice with the Madison one there, every question mark, I did notice the same sort of inclination or the same sort of, um, I don't know, it, it felt like, oh, yeah, th- this is a question mark. They've, they've gone off and that's why it's sounding like this. I'm, I'm being super and hypercritical here. But I mean, it is difficult until you actually try to read an entire book or listen to an entire book.
3: Yeah, you see, I mean, this does kind of feed into something which I'm actually going to be um, interviewing uh, a professor, Michael Rubri who's written The Untold Story of the Talking Book, and it's something he discusses in the history. Uh, Those questions over how much intonation should a narrator put into the narrating of a book because rather like audio description now, sometimes if there's too much going on, then actually we are listening to the narrator's voice rather than to the story and part of the reason I, I enjoy reading braille books is because I can make my own voices I can have my own imagination leading me through the book mm, that's a good and point w- with a narrator i mean you, you mentioned Stephen Fry earlier i can never divorce my mm-hmm. view of harry potter from stephen F- uh, fry's fruity voice he 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 owns those books. And in some ways, I wonder if that's the way they were written by J.K. Rowling. I would have loved to have picked up the book and read it myself and made those own voices myself. Now, look, you know, obviously, we're I'm incredibly glad to have access to the book in the first place. But... I think there is room for a slightly – well, maybe we have a two-tier system of narration. Maybe we have the Stephen Fry version and we have the Madison – or I can't remember the name of the other narrator. Jackson. Um, But that's okay. He's not going to write in and say Um, what. Maybe we have the Jackson version for those who prefer to be able to use their imagination more.
1: But that's the thing, though, right? So, I mean, one one of the things I was kind of hoping you could do with this is uh, what was the woman's name? It was Jackson? Was the guy Madison? Madison. Madison that was it. Uh, so, you know, how quickly I mean, we forget. Oh, I know. Come on I know. Now. I was thinking Millie for some reason, but I don't know why. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, you know, you've got Jackson and you've got Madison, and it'd be nice if you could switch them. If you could say, "Look, I really like Jackson's voice," as I do, I think Jackson's voice is, is probably better. Someone picked up on. I was reading online. Someone picked up on the fact that. Madison's voice said 2x2, meaning 2 by 2 um, And also Berkshire, which I guess would be Berkshire. So it's things like that. You know, this is where it kind of, for me, that's where it picks up and you kind of mm. go, oh, hang on. This is, yeah, is automatic. are back to TTS, right? There's, there's, I'm sure. They could fix that. You know, that's, that's fixable.
2: Yeah, but, but but I,
3: I'll... Oh, sorry. No, sorry, Red. Them. But
2: I was just going to say, I, I think these have been tweaked. I can't for one second think they've just, you know, hit record and then just. Uh, b- read screen to get their TTS <laughs> to read the entire thing. No, I've got we no do. doubt that these have been tweaked as well, maybe not to the same extent as the dramatization you were talking about earlier on. But um these must be tweaked in some way. Otherwise we we are just talking about uh, you know Oh, this is a great TTS, which is actually something that Thomas brought up. You know, he's interested in the the, the audiobook concept of it, but also wouldn't it
1: be great if we had these voices as our screen readers?
3: Mm-hmm. Well, would it
1: though? You know, it's funny because the more human that it gets, the more irritating it gets for me. I like things to be. That's because you hate humans. Well, yes, there is that. <laughs> it's the Scottish in you. It's, it it, it's, it's a big part of it. I won't lie. Um, <laughs> no. Less human. No, I'm not. but you know, um, I'm Fear. the one. That, I'm the one that gets excited about. Um, you know, population decline. I'm like, I'm fine with that. You know, just stop having babies. Okay, There's enough, people. Now. There's enough people on this planet. We don't need any more. <laughs> um, alone, how do we Steven.
3: get onto eugenics?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> not Welcome eugenics, just
1: don't have children. I'm I'm all for not having children. TTS, quick, let's, let's bring this back on I, track. Well, let's go back. To, let's look at the numbers, though, because I think the numbers are quite interesting in all this. So, And this is the bit that people might not realise, because, of course, we look at audiobooks as very much something for us as blind people. But it is extremely popular now. The Market in the last year sales jumped 25%. That's brought in a total of over one and a half billion dollars. That's huge numbers. Mm. Uh, interestingly, the, the Harry book, um, Prince Harry's book, has come out this week. And spare, spare, and yeah, and that's spare me. That's narrated by him.
2: <laughs> and
1: oh, is it? yeah, uh, wow. for Penguin Audiobooks. So, you know, Penguin Books have done that, they've they, and he's done the voice, which is really interesting because actually. You couldn't get any better than that. This is a story about him. Now, whether you agree, like him, hate him, whatever, it doesn't matter. The point is that if you want to hear that story, you want it in his voice. And actually, that's something read for a long
3: time we wouldn't have expected to happen. We would have maybe expected a voice to read it, but not him. I didn't yeah, I don't know, actually. Celebrity narrators have been around since the nineteen forties, though they quite well, often they? Yeah, they do like to get for autobiographies, uh for memoirs, they do like to try and get the um author to read the book themselves if possible. Um I'm yeah, I mean, it, it, it always makes a difference. I mean, in, uh, Hillary Clinton's book, um, Michelle Obama's book, it, it makes a difference to hear it from the horse's mouth. Yeah. And so I'm not surprised that he read it himself. Um, I think that will probably remain uh, the, the benchmark, if you like, for people who are able and don't have a r- truly awful reading style uh, to read their own books, but you know Sean said it earlier for for those books where you're being published by a small publishing house or a publishing house that has a tight budget, then this is an absolute godsend. um I can think of several books I would love to hear read as audio books that were published by small publishers during the last five years, which don't stand a hope in hell have ever been. Uh, recorded by, you know, the Sealer Library, by the RNIB Library, by any um of the smaller um talking book studios that we've got dotted around the world now, and and this is this is a a godsend. For, that's for that's where the like
1: purists that. really need to to you know pull that stick out of their backside on this Oof. because honestly, it drives me insane. The, the purists want you no know, no no no. It has to be human. It has to be human. I think a balance has to be struck. That's what needs to happen because, like you say, a lot of books will remain unavailable. I, I can think of books about where I brought was brought up, the city I live in. There are lots of books I'd like to read about it, but they're not available. They're just not well, available in any form other than print.
3: I, yeah. I couldn't agree more. You know, one of my one of my favourite books when I was uh, before I lost my sight was. A, b- a book about one of the major arterial roads coming into London called Leadville. There is no way that is ever, ever going to be made into an audio Good job book. by the sides of it. <laughs> unless, you, unless you want to read that book, right? Uh, yeah, my, I'm my, joking. My my brother's, yeah, my, you know, my brother's losing his sight. He likes tinkering around with old Land Rover 4x4 vehicles. He, would, he will be so happy to know that he can have a Haynes manual read out to him yes. by a voice that doesn't f- make him fall asleep. Pain's manuals. God what takes you, me back. Do you remember going back? Actually,
2: uh, uh, I'm, I'm thinking now of the audiobooks I've listened to, which were recorded by volunteers. Now oh, I've yeah. heard all sorts of weird recordings when it comes to that. Someone did Nor- the
1: dishes during one of my records. <laughs> I could hear someone in the background, like
2: washing oh, plates, exactly, moving around. The argument yeah. was: Would you rather not have it available to you? Well, that's it. You know, and, and this AI narration is very clean, if nothing else. And maybe, hey, this is a step up from that. I think that's what it comes down to, Red. Yeah, absolutely but right. Hang on, they're it's,
1: not- Have the book available or not. This is mm. the other thing, though. They're not doing this for blind people. Yes, we benefit from it. But Apple aren't doing this for blind people. They're doing this for anyone. So what is interesting here is, and they're saying that the market, I mean, right now, 1.5 billion. They're saying that the market by 2030 could be worth more than globally, 35 Billion dollars. Now, what that says is that there's clearly a desire to invest in this because the return will be good. Now, what that means is that these voices will start to become more prolific around the books that perhaps aren't be, being turned into uh, audiobooks for whatever reason. But I think also what it does is it perhaps allows a conversation from people, everybody now actually, to say, actually, do you know what? That wasn't a great narration. That wasn't good. This yeah. wasn't right. Suddenly you start to get criticism. This is unlike audio description, where really we are a community of our own on this. Blind people will say, ah, you know, the audio description on that film wasn't great. I mean, God knows, Mm -hmm. I've I've seen that umpteen times. I watched a show the other night, and I think the audio describer said one word in the whole show. And it wasn't as if there wasn't room to speak. So, you know, you have these. But in that situation, you're not going to get a mainstream response to that. So I think this is good. This is why I'm I'm quite excited about this. It is also important to note, this was due to launch... Apple's project was due to launch in mid-November, but it was held off um, because of layoffs at Meta and all the chaos of Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter. So, thanks, Elon, <laughs> nearly got the whole thing scrapped. Why? Um, What's that got to do with anything? Well, essentially, the technology sector is in such a, a you know difficult space, and yes. you know all these companies, even though they're all separate companies, they're all affected by each other. Downturns affect, and and as we've seen, the downturn is across the board right now. So. Clearly, there's been a case of, you know, we, let's just hold this back a little bit. I don't get it. But then again, you may not have noticed, I'm not a CEO of any company. So I'm, really? I'm not. A, no, surprises I'm not a me. I know. No, um, just let like, you know. But Apple did approach independent publishers as potential partners, including some in the Canadian market initially. Not all agreed to participate, which is interesting. I think that will change mm-hmm. in time, though. Authors were told that Apple, which at the time was not named as the company behind the tech... <laughs> that 's interesting um would' shoulder the costs of production, and writers would receive royalties from sales now it 's interesting they didn 't say it was Apple because that makes you think is uh, uh, are we starting to go down the iTunes route again where mm-hmm. you know uh, singers and, and artists are not getting the the money they think yes. they should be getting how much um, is they were Apple's all cut everyone involved had to sign an n d a which is not uncommon in the technology industry. But it is also notorious <laughs> Apple are notorious for this to be secretive. However, it says Apple's development of AI to narrate books could represent a significant shift in how major tech companies see the future of audiobooks. Publishers, authors, and literary agents who spoke to The Guardian, where this article is from, said the strategy, if successful, could have significant implications on the market. Some, though, are sceptical. Uh, David Cannon is a, co- uh, sorry, Karen, I should say, is a co-producer of Canada's largest audiobook publisher and said the uh, narrator brings a whole new range of art in creating audiobooks and we believe that's a powerful thing. They're creating something that is different from the print book but that adds value as an art form. And that's what you're saying, Red.
3: Yeah, I mean, that has, I think, since the 80s, since the explosion of books on tape, there has been a view amongst audiobook publishers that they are creating an art form, if not independent, certainly augmenting the written word. And, I mean, I think it really depends how you like to read your books, whether you want to put yourself into the reading of a book... In which case you probably prefer a less artistic approach from your narrators, or whether you want a performance. Um, in which case, you know, you'll be going for the Stephen Fry's and the multiple narrator books. It's it a horse's for courses. I I think there's room for both, and actually, I think this technology could be where you end up with a parallel reading experience where you know sean might go for the for the artistic approach i might go for the slightly more bland uh approach we could both be listening to the same book just with different narrators and i think that is to be applauded to be perfectly honest i mean you would choose bland yeah definitely yeah
1: red red loves bland uh, mm. no that's that's on the t-shirt that's what Stephen Scott is saying listen listen I I want to take a quick break I've got to take a quick break here right but listen I want to come back stay with us Red for just a few moments more if you don't mind I have one question I
0: need to ask you about authors themselves and all of this stick around follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at doubletaponair.com we'll be right back this is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. We've got
1: Red Sail with us from My Life and Books here on AMI-audio. You can listen to the show here on AMI-audio and also on podcasts, wherever you get your uh, podcasts, including, I believe, Apple Podcasts, uh, which is, uh, I believe, uh, still going. Uh, Sean, is that still a thing? I, I believe so. I'll yes, be honest. Stephen. I- I'm can still believe anymore? I believe it is. Uh, I do believe, um, and I will stand by that belief. Well listen to this. <laughs> I am amazed. Oh, that Apple Books are still going. I didn't even know it was still going. That's an excellent point. I can't remember
2: the last time I opened Apple Books. Um, yeah, I, I didn't, didn't even think about it. It's about, but again, it's a bit like the Android, Apple, smartphone debate. It's I'm so heavenly, in, he, heavenly, heavenly? heavenly and wow. heavily inv-
1: thank you, <laughs>
2: invested in Audible at the moment that I can't possibly leave it.
1: Do you know what I mean? Yes. I've, I've well, this so big, much money I mean, For me, it's the credits. I have got so many credits. My yep. wife goes through them like I go through chocolate bars. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Red, I wanted that's, to ask that's you. That's a lot, by the way. it's a, a lot, yeah, just in case you had any doubt. Um, I wanted to ask you, Red, about the authors, because you speak to a lot of authors, and you speak to a lot of narrators as well, and I wonder what what you get from the authors in terms of their uh, involvement in If even they have a say in who is the voice of their audiobook version of the the book they've written, do they have a say in that? Can they have a say in it?
3: They always have a say in it. Uh, How much say often depends on how big, how famous they are. And um, then obviously you've got the authors who narrate their own books. I'll deal with them first. So, you know, somebody like Ben McIntyre, who uh, is a TV presenter and an author, and narrates his own books. He is the natural choice. He, he's also got a fabulous voice, um, and puts all the intonation in exactly the right place. <laughs> um, a less well-known author, maybe an author who's on their second or third book, and they you know they're beginning to knock on the door of uh, being a, a bestseller, will usually be offered uh, up to five sample. Narrators and they'll uh, be asked who their favourite from those five available na- narrators is, and generally they get the one that they want. That said, I've spoken to a few authors who just aren't that bothered, to be perfectly honest. Um, they don't, they tend not to listen to audiobooks themselves. I don't tend to have them on as guests because really they're not that engaged with the with our side of things. But um, they, yeah, honestly, they, they see it very much as an afterthought. That said, every single one of them will now tell you that they are earning decent money from audiobooks. Mm. So I think they are becoming more and more focused. And of course, this is what, you know, this is the elephant in the room that we're talking about. You know, this AI... Is going to save the publishers money,
1: yeah, and that's the point. Because, of course, you know, yes, we all love having an narrator, but it takes a lot of time and a lot of money. But I, I mm. wonder though, and and this is going to be, I guess, a product of time that if you know, it, it's going to take time and effort. Like you were saying earlier, Sean, they're not just hitting speak all you know, and, you know, that's it, and hit and record. I mean, they have to go through this and tidy up. Maybe that is easier. I mean, maybe they can do that quicker than you can do it with having an actual narrator in the room. I don't know. I I remember, just from our own point of view, I remember doing this for emails. We used to use a a voice on the last show I did, and uh, we used to use an AI voice, and it was pretty terrible, to be perfectly honest. But the issues were mainly around pronunciations, and you spent more time fixing those pronunciations so you know, I can't imagine what it'd be like with a book. I did it with an email of a couple of paragraphs. <laughs> I didn't have a three hundred page book in front of me.
5: Yeah, I
2: yeah, don't think I... that's going to be easy. Uh, you know, the, the editing mm. and previewing, even if it's because it's at the end of the day, still someone's got to listen and and correct whatever's wrong. And there's no there's no way to
3: to shortcut that. But yeah, I mean, as ever thus. I mean, I, I used to work in the talking book studios in London, England, and. Um, There was a guy in post-production who would listen through all the books with the text um, in Braille, actually, in front of him, and he would be checking that every word was correct. Wow! Um, Back in the day, longer ago, there used to be somebody there checking all the pronunciation. Now, that has gone out of the window. I listened to a book recently which the narrator, who clearly uh, had been born... Uh, probably in the 1990s, pronounced the word Luftwaffe, (laughs) Luftwaffe, which really grated, especially (laughs) since she did it about half a dozen times. And actually, by the end, I was just screaming. But, you know, that has gone. Um, I think there will always be both the audiobook producer and somebody in post, and maybe it might be the same person, um, doing that. But if you've... um, Your average... One hundred thousand word book takes about four four or five days for a narrator uh, to record generally uh, depending on on how professional they are um, and then we 'll take uh, a little bit less than that to put through post production it 'll take three three and a half days generally if 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 the person post production is being fast. You know, you, you, all these people have to be paid. And I'm sure that is where publishers are going to be looking to trim out as much additional profit as they can. <laughs> Whether we see that the AI books are sold at a lower price than those that are narrated by a proper narrator or not remains to be seen.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. I
1: didn't even think about that. And yeah. You're saving money on tea and biscuits as well. Mm. <laughs> Do you think they tea and
3: biscuits? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, not allowed in the studio. I remember those days. You can go to the studio with a cup of tea. Um, it is a
2: skill, though, right? I mean, oh, you know, yeah. for these narrators, it is an amazing skill. it's Because so, people make it sound so easy. But if you've ever tried
1: to read anything
2: out loud or tried well, to record like yourself... Reading. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. always
1: impressed by because you think about it, the the amount of work they have to do in advance to get that right. You know, it's not just a case of they can sit down and read it. Yes, okay, if you're seasoned, you're probably more capable of doing that. But, you know, it does take a lot of skill to be able to read something and make it seem you know, in that way or that, that way that you're telling a story, but it's that that person is almost irrelevant. The story is what you're it's like you were saying earlier, you're not focusing on the voice, you're focusing on the story. That's I, I, the hard bit.
3: Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I, I'm i a huge admirer and huge fan of narrators. I, I've pretty much every single one I've ever talked to does a lot of homework. And that is all free homework where mm. they will sit down, and they will mark up the book either in coloured pencils or, you know, on a on an iPad so they know which voice they should be using for which character and they're constantly referring back. And they are working really, really hard. They are worth every penny that they're paid. Um, I'm a huge admirer of narrators. It's just I know they cost money and I have worked with publishers for long enough to know that they are looking at every penny.
1: I I just don't think it's going Mm. to be... I know. I, I consider this to be a balance that is going. To, we're going to start off with some productions like we've heard already from Mildred and whoever it was, um, George, and, <laughs> George and Mildred. <laughs> that's right. And uh, <laughs> cue that music. <laughs> and then what's going to happen is, you know, gradually that's going to start to improve. Then they'll start to build emotion in, and that's the bit, right? We're not what we hear today is not what we're going to hear in five years. What we hear in five years is probably going to be so close, if not exact. Um, including the emotion and everything that goes with it. And that technology will become easier. I mean, look, look at everything that has happened in the creative space, making movies, making audio productions, making a podcast, how simple that now is for so many people to engage with. I mean, you know, we talk about it from the blind perspective. You know, first off, it has to be available to the mainstream, And then it has to get to us. And I know some people would say, yes, it should come to all of us at the same time. But look, I live in the real world. Most things get to the mainstream first. And then we maybe, if we're lucky, we'll get a chance to to get near it. And if we do, then, you know, that can be incredible for us as well. But just think about that overall. You know, think about the capability we all now have to do things. You know, i have interviewed someone soon.
2: Absolutely. I I could barely afford an audiobook back in the day before Audible came along. It was, you know, 50, 60, 70 dollars, pounds, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, well, a- I
1: remember buying Obama's uh, autobiography. And mm. it was on CD and it was 30 pounds. So that 50 dollars. Yeah. And, you know, you had to buy, and it was like one shelf in the Borders bookshop when I'd gone in. One, yes. That was the, mm. the audio shelf. That was my shelf. Out of all the floors and bookshelves in that place, I had one shelf. Yeah. and look how that's changed and that's that's in my lifetime so you know God,
2: and all your friends would
3: have read that book about six months before, before you I got, to. got it yeah. as well for Whereas- well, 20
2: years with my Harry Potter but I'm loving it by the way I'd suggest it's my <laughs> recommendation everyone <laughs> read- check out Harry Potter before you Magic. go
1: never mind Harry Potter where do we get My Life in Books because <laughs> it's a great show and it's well worth checking out
3: well My Life in Books airs on Sunday the 15th, and it's featuring Josie Lloyd and her new novel, Life Saving for Beginners, which is all about the joy of wild swimming and uh, the perils of taking your life for granted. Uh, basically, it's about taking your life into your own hands, and it's perfect for the new year.
1: Oh, that's, oh, a, that's a good one. Open okay.
3: swimming, wild swimming,
2: are we up for that then, Stephen? Nope. Good. No, me either. Well done.
1: I would, uh, I would absolutely never be burned as a witch in this country of Scotland um, because I would sink to the bottom <laughs> like a stone.
3: I uh, tried tempting him. Last time he came down to visit me in London, I said, come on, out onto Hampstead Heath. We're going to go for a swim in the men's pond. And he locked his door, barricaded himself I, in. He wasn't going to come I don't blame him. To be first, the, you know what was more the impressive?
1: Pond. There was no lock on that door. I still locked it.
3: <laughs>
1: Red, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on Red and uh, best of luck with the show thank you for coming on and talking about this today not at all it's a pleasure okay so let's move on uh, to some breaking news Sean I know you love this breaking, oh,
0: news. Oh, breaking fantastic. news
1: Yeah. how's your hearing by the way uh, you worse that? now yeah yeah thank you <laughs> <laughs> well, we do I have some breaking joke. news, actually. Yeah, we've been talking about this. Uh, it feels now for about six or seven months. Now, of course, uh, you will know if you've been listening to this show, we've talked quite a bit about the ARX vision headset. Uh, well, Michael Babcock, our new, it seems, breaking news contributor, our is, correspondent, <laughs> is
4: joining us now with some breaking news. Michael. All right, so we talked about Bard in the US being available on the Blind Shell Classic 2. And yeah, that was US centric, but mm. Blind Shell USA just sent. Out an email that I wanted to share with you all, and that is Sean's favorite device, ARX, <laughs> is now available on the Blindshell Classic Two. Uh, I don't have any additional details, and I don't have one to test out here. But I told you guys I'd keep you informed with new things coming out on the Blindshell Classic Two. And as promised, Blindshell USA is keeping up with some amazing releases for this device to make it even more powerful in the palm of your hand. So if you want more information, you can head on over to blindshellusa.com to get more details about ARX and the support that is available now on the Blind Shell Classic
1: 2. That is really helpful, Michael. Thank you so much. Michael Babcock there, of course, uh, presenting his own podcast, on Mute Presents. He's also a regular on Kelly and Ramia's show. Uh, they just did their first hit with uh, Michael on the new TV show. They're doing you know, they're killing it over there. I I'm, they are I, I'm worried good. if I'm perfectly honest, because Oh they're better they're, than us. I think There's well, no doubt. I mean clearly in every possible way. Yeah. Um yeah, you know, morally, yeah. ethically
2: <laughs> Physically.
1: <laughs> physically. Every possible way. They are they are better people. Yeah, okay, they're killing it. Fine, okay. I Great I don't show, like check it I out. I don't like it. Anyway, um, Yes, <laughs> breaking news there. Thanks to Michael for that. Do you know something it is interesting because the the Blind Show Classic Two does seem to just keep getting better. Now I know you've not been the biggest fan of the RX headset. You've made that perfectly clear.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa! How? Whoa, whoa! Hang on. I, I okay. <laughs> yeah. C- please correct me when I'm wrong. Um, I I just still feel that it's not quite mature yet. It still feels like it's in production. Um,
1: Yes, I think the the thing was, about this headset, though, right? Look, right. To, it, it's software driven to some degree, right? So clearly, Absolutely. this can be updated. So it's not like a case of yeah, okay, the software might not be one hundred percent yet, but that's something they can work on. I guess I'm I'm trying to see the positives here or the potential for this because this will be an option for a lot of people who might not want to go down the envision route. Certainly, don't want to go down a smartphone route with a touch screen and no keyboard. So you know, just let's just stop and think for a second. This is a device which is going to be available. So a wearable headset that gives you the sound of the phone. I think, although I'm not entirely sure about that, because I don't think in our testing we were able to do that. We couldn't get the t- the audio from the phone through the headset. Really, it was just the app um, audio that's coming through. That right? The app
2: seems to stop talkback from working. You can't yeah. seem to access the phone while the app is running, but you can still. You know, use all the functions through the the headset itself
1: yeah it's just uh, some there's feels a lot of limitations on this hardware at the moment doesn't it not just arx but i mean right. envision's the same i've had the same issues with Envision. i'm going to talk about that in a minute actually but i mean that's you know i've seen these cafes let's talk about it now i mean the <laughs> the limitations have been i mean so who was it got in touch with us on that very topic this week i remember reading an email uh, from someone who had this this very same issues, completely gone out of my head now.
2: It was the Lyft app. They were having issues when it came to payment options in the Lyft app. It was Rebecca. It was Rebecca Skipper. Rebecca. Sc- about of it yesterday. It was. Honestly. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. What are our brains <sighs> like? Oh, useless. Sorry. Yes. Right. Right. Sorry. Yes. Rebecca was having issues with the Lyft app. That's right. That's right. And and I was saying that, and I was having this conversation about the fact that you know that there are challenges with these devices still because you're trying to take two. I mean, in Apple and, and, and Vision Glasses case, you're taking iOS and Android and saying, hey, guys, play nicely together. And um, <laughs> neither of them want to know. So, yeah, it can be a bit challenging. No, I, I think the thing to take away from this, that
2: you're absolutely right. When it comes to the AR, AR, ARX headset, it's the software.
3: It's, yeah.
2: it's the software that, that drives this. Um, as I said, I think it needs uh, more work. But... I would be very interested to see how it works with the Blind Shell Classic 2. Is, is there any difference? Is the app actually better? In fact, I'm going to go and take a look and see if there's any updates to the uh, Android ARX uh, app. As well, maybe there's been some updates there because I must admit I haven't checked it out in in a few weeks. So maybe there's been some updates there. It is purely about the software. The software improves the the functionality of the headset improves. So uh,
1: yeah, it's interesting. I'd love right. to try it out with the Blind Shell. You have got a, <laughs> you have got a challenge now. Okay, let's get a demo done. I'll do you a deal. You do one yes. on ARX, and I'll do one on Envision, and we'll do it next week. We'll put it out next week on the show.
2: But look, I was waiting for the Ira integration with the ARX and it doesn't look, we've waited quite a while for this to appear and it hasn't appeared. So yes, I haven't got a problem with that. You know what? I will do it. Whatever state the software is in now, I will do a, a review on. Let's go through it.
1: And also, you know, I have a hunch with the Ira thing that that may, that may not be far off now it's announced on Blindshell because I wonder if that was maybe part of the reason it's been held back. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess it could work on Android. I guess it should. And, and I mean, obviously it can, but I'm just wondering if it's maybe been held back for that reason. I don't know. But the fact is, it's now available on Blind Classic 2, which is cool. So if you are thinking of buying one of those devices, then, and it obviously there's a lot of money to put down. So maybe we need to do our bit here, right? We've got to, you know, we keep getting shouted at by Greg, and maybe he's right. Maybe we should get some demonstrations done, show people how these things work. I certainly am feeling very, uh, and I'm much more confident with the vision glasses
2: yeah but at the same time all, all due respect to Greg and yeah I, I get it but at the same time it feels unfair to to for me to review it if it's if it isn't I don't feel finished but at this point as it has now become available on the Blind Shell Classic 2 uh, and it is officially out of beta testing right the ARX yeah. headset so yeah actually you know what I'm not going to wait any longer for the Ira update I will just review it as it is and, and yeah, we'll take it from there.
1: Uh, listen, also just to mention another big story we talked about, of course, and that is the news of Ira and their price rises, and of course, lots of comment coming in following that interview. Thanks to all of you for—I I have to say—some really kind comments coming in. Um, but, you know, really? I do well <laughs> to to us as well, right? Because we hosted them, and you know, it's been interesting because I've seen a lot of the discourse on social media, and I have to say, despite the vile that sometimes lives on social media and the bile that comes from people, I don't seem to ever get any of it aimed in, in our direction, which is good. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm surprised sometimes, but I'm really <laughs> pleased about that. And uh, actually, there's a conversation we're going to be talking about on Saturday's show that I think will um, will kind of prove that to some degree and also you know kind of illuminate some ideas that I've had that I want to talk about on this show. But anyway, uh, mentioning the the story... About Ira, Tim says, thank you so much. This has helped a lot. I struggle with Ira's approach on this. The presentation is very confusing. It would be clearer as individual and business pricing. I mean, I, that is it in a nutshell, frankly, for me. Um, Gordon says, very helpful discussion. Thank you. Presentation has been confusing. I do now get the rationale. But even with offset pricing, the equivalent of my current standard plan is more than double in price. And yeah. I have seen that elsewhere. People saying it's not often that a price will almost, you know, double to that degree. It will go over by 100%. Um, you know, price will increase at that level. So that is quite surprising for a lot of people. Um, it could be argued, actually, this is genius marketing because you look at the retail price and go, wow. And then
2: you look at the offset price, which is yeah, 60 sixty, seventy 70% off the yeah. retail price. You go, oh, that's a bargain. But when you compare it to the price that we were on before, it's it has
1: doubled, yeah. So, yeah, interesting, isn't it? It's a difficult one, um, But we shall watch with interest. And again, more of your comments coming on that. Keep it coming. Uh, We don't have a huge amount of time to get into that today, but do keep your emails coming on that subject. We will revisit that topic. I'm sure lots of you will have plenty to see following that interview. Uh, we had exclusively with Iris, Troy Otelio, and Janine Stanley. Go check it out on the podcast feed. And of course, remember, we are here every day on AMI-audio as well. Now, another uh, subject, and, and kind of just looking away from the big headlines for a moment, and actually into more stuff that I think all of us want to know about, the kind of individual little stories of the day. Um, and Chris Chaffin writes in from New York, and he says, I've just learned about a great free resource for learning Braille, and I wanted to pass this information on to you. I have just started using it myself, to help me more, uh, learn more of the contractions. But this does let you start from the beginning with the alphabet and progresses you along one lesson at a time. No special equipment required, just a computer. I would highly recommend you check out. The web address is uebonline.org. That's U-E-B, uh, Unified English Brill, of course, online. .org. And as always, he says, I love the show and keep up the great work, Chris, in New York. Thank you so much for that, Chris. I'm That's beautiful. definitely going to check that out. Yeah. U-E-B, uh,
2: what was it? UEB
1: UEbonline.org. Uh, also, just a quick one from Marvin, who says, um, I've been checking out the app ClipChamp, following Stephen's talk about looking for a, an accessible uh, Windows option for video editing. I've installed the app, it, able to sign in, looks accessible. It's a web app with templates well keep going with it marvin let us know oh. how you got on yeah very interested in that uh, accessible windows video editing very tricky uh, also camille Savoir says sean you do not have to post a pic of your wife's keyboard on uh, twitter <laughs> all you have to do is <laughs> pair it and then check the list of paired devices if it's a logitech key 380 it will show up as a logitech key 380 you two sound like a couple an old married couple sometimes <laughs> <laughs> feel like it
2: too yeah, yes, that's an excellent, excellent point. I know it is a K three eighty. It's just
1: Stephen doesn't believe me. I don't believe you
2: All right, okay. Because right, you said it doesn't have
1: rounded keys.
2: No, it doesn't have right. Ra- oh, I'll have a look.
1: Yeah, I forgot. I, I checked that. mine by the way. Mine's is a Logitech K three eighty. It says it on my list.
2: Okay, well done you.
1: Yeah, I am an inspiration. Right, you, let's not fall out it. again. God, we are like a
2: married couple. <laughs>
1: <laughs> why do we always fall out over keyboards? I've never understood why that's the thing we fall out over. Uh right, listen, that's it for us today. Uh really interesting chat, of course, with Red Sill. You can check his show out, as he says, My Life and Books, here on AMI Audio and also on podcast, wherever you get them. Thanks for listening. Keep your feedback coming as well on the IRA story. I know lots of you will have plenty to say. Feedback at double That's right, isn't it? And one eight seven seven eight zero three